Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. Sports, entertainment, little to no culture. It's time for Unsportsmanlike Conduct with Ed Graney and Adam Hill. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by TickPick. We're your hosts, Ed Graney and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering the world of news and topics we find interesting. Here we go. Uh, Adam, I want to start with a lot of news that broke when we were in New York. Uh, you and I were there for the Giants-Raiders game. That was when Damon Arnett, uh, after the waving of Henry Rugg, was also waved as, as the social media um, video of Arnett came out brandishing the guns and threatening people. So they waved the second-year cornerback. My question to you is this, because we heard Quentin Jefferson say yesterday, the defensive tackle, uh, the NFL doesn't care. The rest of the NFL doesn't care. I totally agree with that. I'm sure the rest of the NFL is sitting back and watching and interested and fascinated by what's happened with the Raiders. But man, they've got to find a way to move on here. Um, 23-16, listless effort against the Giants. Uh, You and I were there for that, especially offensively. Um, I want to know your thoughts on this because if they can't move on from this quickly, you know, here comes Kansas city with something to prove on Sunday night. Do you think they're able to do that? Has enough time passed from rugs to where they understand what's happened to him and they can move on and start playing football. Well, let me ask you this before we even start into that. Like you were in that, in that small little media room at MetLife stadium, uh, you know, kind of cramped in there after the game. And, you know, we had what five or six different Raiders players come in and of course, almost every single question was, hey, this was your worst effort of the season right up there with, um, you know, earlier in the year they had uh, a stinker too. But this was, this was, I think, in general consensus, the worst uh, effort that we've seen the Raiders put on the season. And every single guy, almost before the question was asked, said it had nothing to do with the off-field issues. Yeah. Like, yeah. that seems impossible to me that it didn't. But, you know, at yeah. the same time, like – how believable was it to you? It wasn't believable at all. Now, you, you and I have talked about this. I think when the game kicks off, then you're playing football. It's too hard a game. It's too complicated a game. You have to focus in. But but I think Wednesday or Thursday of that week, when the rug stuff broke, that's when I think the preparation really could have been faulty because they're thinking about rugs and the story. And if your preparation is faulty, then you might not execute on Sunday as well as you would have. I don't know what you think about that. But to say it had no point in it throughout the week, I don't think that's believable. Yeah, I don't think it's believable. And, you know, obviously the other game I'm, I'm talking about is the game right after the stuff broke. Two days later, they, they take the field, put out an ugly effort in that game as well. Um, and so I, I think it's, it's pretty clear their two worst efforts were the two games where they were the most affected by off-field distractions. That doesn't seem like a coincidence. And, and I do feel like after the game, um, on some level, you admire the fact that they're not looking for excuses. They don't. They could have easily come in that room after the game and said, yeah, look what we went through this week. Of course, we weren't focused on playing football, but I think there was a conscious effort. I, I would bet almost anything 
there was a discussion that was had that said, hey, when you go speak to the media, you don't tell them it was distraction. Take the blame for the loss. And I think that's admirable on some level. But I think they're almost kidding themselves if they're going to if they try to believe that that wasn't what ha- what had to do with the loss. And you're right. It doesn't you know, once you once you put the focus on the game, it has to be and it always is. But if this is off, like, like you said, on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and like think about Saturday, that's the, that's what I think about when, you know, these players stay in a room, even when they're at home, they stay in a hotel room. But on the road, they're essentially getting there. They have a walkthrough and some breakfast and some meeting. And then you're just laying in a bed in a hotel in a different city with nothing but your thoughts. We all know that when we're going through things in our life, like the worst thing to do is be alone with your thoughts or to be, as you're, as you're suggesting, on social media or like anywhere out there. It's a, it's a terrible place to be. And so, again, I, I'm not making excuses for the team. They're not making excuses themselves. But I just think on a personal level, just think about um, if you're if you're a Raiders fan, think about what those guys are thinking the night before a game. And any time, any second, really, uh, in that scenario that your mind is not on the game and focused on playing and focused on what you're going to do on the field, um, you know, guys will tell you that's a wasted second. And, and I think there was a lot of those last week that were thinking about real life. And by the way, I'm not even – I'm not saying it shouldn't be. Like if something like that happens in your life to somebody you care about and that a life is taken and a family is affected like that, it, your thoughts probably should be on those things and not on football. So I, I, I'm blaming them for that. I just think that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, now let me ask you this because, again, here comes Kansas City. Uh, half game out, five and four, hasn't played like the Kansas City we thought they would. Um, what do you expect Sunday night when it comes to this? We said what Clinton Jefferson said. He said the rest of the league doesn't care about this. I'm sure Kansas City doesn't care about this. Um, what do you expect to see from Raiders Sunday night in terms of their mindset? So, yeah, there, there's there's concern, there's care, there's thoughts and, and all those things with other teams. But once football starts, it's about football, and they don't care what you're going through off the field. They just want to find a way to win. And, and I think the Raiders do give a better effort. I, I think they do bounce back uh, in this spot. But, again, there's, there's not a timeline on grief or emotion or anguish. Like, we don't know how long some of those things linger uh, with certain players. So uh, I, I think that's a part of it, too. The Raiders have to get back in the right mental mindset. And it sounds uncaring uh, about the situation that happened, but it's not. It's just the reality. Nobody's going to, you know, step back and say, you know, the Raiders, we know what they're going through. And we know what the city of Las Vegas is going through and the family of Tina Titor is going through. Nobody's going to say those things. It's just about playing. And so the Raiders have to get it right. They have to get their focus back on football, as awful as that sounds. And I think they do come with a better effort, but we just don't know how long it's going to take for that, you know, for that to settle back into, to for focus and all your efforts to get back on the football field. But it better be soon if the Raiders want to accomplish the goals they have for this year because, yeah, we haven't seen a great effort out of Kansas City. It's been – you know, since before the Super Bowl, it's been since the AFC Championship game, since we saw Kansas City play at a really high level. But I think the the general feeling inside the building with the Raiders is that that can happen at any time. At any time, we can see Kansas City become Kansas City again. And if they do this week and the Raiders play the way they played last week, it's going to be ugly. Uh, let me ask you, before uh, we get to the game itself and assigning Deshaun Jackson, I thought today, classy move, uh, Owner Mark Davis of the Raiders attended the Tina Tenter uh, funeral. Um, the Raiders, I will say this about the Raiders. 
The Raiders do a lot of things outside the public eye, whether it be donating a ton of money to kids organizations, helping people out in times of uh, strife and, and, and tragedy. And I thought Mark Davis showing up to that funeral and representing the team said a lot about him and the organization. It's not something he had to do. And the Tinter family, you know, they welcomed him. I don't know if they had to do that either, but I think they both kind of grieved together today. What did you make of Mark Davis attending the funeral? Yeah, I thought it was, it's, the, it's the classy move. It's the right move. I think for sure, as long as, as long as they wanted him there, I, I think that's the, um, that's the real key. And, and clearly if, you know, if he was there, I have to imagine, and I don't know this for sure, but that they had reached out first and said, Hey, this is, um, this is going to happen if it's cool with you guys and that they, they wanted him to be there. Um, but that's just, that's who Mark Davis is. I mean, yes. he's not somebody that like knowing, Mark Davis, the small way that we do, um, Mark Davis is not the guy that's going to go there because the cameras are going to be there. Right, like, right. Mark Davis is going there because he actually cares and he's actually kind of devastated by this moment. And um, I think that's that's kind of who Mark Davis is as a person. So it's not surprising at all that he would go do something like that. I'm, you know, I, I don't know what the conversations were. I don't know what the discussions were. I'm almost surprised that like the entire team didn't go. Mm-hmm. Um, but that might have been that might have been something that the family didn't want. That would have taken a lot of um, how do I say this? That would have taken a lot of focus over what was really important, in my opinion, if an entire team showed up there, and because 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 a lot of more media would have showed up. Well, and in that and in that case, I'd absolutely you know like like I said, I think it's just it's one of those things where I think that they probably talked to the family and and kind of got a sense of exactly what they wanted um, and and what they felt was appropriate. And those discussions were probably had. I'm, I'm not even saying the team should go. I'm just saying I'm, you know, it's one of it's one of those conversations that was probably had on some level. And you also, you know, you don't want to overwhelm people that are that are grieving in that situation. I, you know, I've, I'll, I'll speak from personal experience of, you know, my, you know, I had a family member that passed away, and it was a very, very, very high profile media event, and it was it made things worse. It did. Yes. Um, but but also a lot of people that were very high profile people um, reached out and said, hey, is this cool? Is it OK if we do this or should we not? Should we avoid it? So people, even though it's a really ugly time in people's lives, um, they, there does tend to be a lot of those you know discussions and a lot of behind the scenes like, hey, what what is appropriate? What are you comfortable with? What, are, what is cool? And um, clearly Mark Davis, in this case, um, really wanted to be there and, and the family I'm assuming uh, was was fine with it. Yes, I'm assuming they were as well. <laughs> Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick 
pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. All right, to the game on Sunday, Kansas City Chiefs primetime Sunday night football. Raiders, uh, in their mind, I think, addressed somewhat of an issue uh, with Henry Ruggs gone by signing Deshaun Jackson. Now, this is a 14-year vet. It's not the Deshaun Jackson of even, you know, four, five, six, certainly not seven, eight years ago. But he does still have somewhat of an ability to stretch a field and at least make defenses honest, honor that part of the game. So perhaps things open up a little more underneath for Hunter Renfro, uh, for Darren Waller. Um, I don't think there's any downside to the signing of Deshaun Jackson. I'm not saying because his career numbers are, um, you know, not even four catches a game, 60 something yards. So I'm not going to say he's going to come in and start putting up huge numbers, but I didn't see much downside to it either. No, as long as, as like, if, if it's Deshaun Jackson that we talked to on Wednesday, if it's the Deshaun Jackson that is, that is there to say, Hey, I'm cool with being a decoy. I'm cool with running, just running safeties downfield and opening things up underneath, like if that's the Deshaun Jackson they're getting, there is no downside. The only potential downside is if it's not cool with him, if he's not um, welcoming of that. And we don't know exactly how it went down with the Rams, but it seems like he wasn't necessarily thrilled with his role there um, and wanted to find somewhere we'd have a more, uh, a more, you know, a bigger role and a bigger impact on a game. So if that's the case, if he's going to want, if he's going to be loud about it, uh, then it could have an impact on things, and there could be a downside to it. But that Deshaun Jackson that we talked to on Wednesday was not that guy. That Deshaun Jackson was team first, whatever is good for everybody else. If I'm here to get you know Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro more catches, then I'm here for that. Uh, and if that's the Deshaun Jackson that they're getting, then I think that there is no downside to this whatsoever. Well, and again, I don't know what he thought when he was with the Rams because, you know, um, Cooper Cup and, you know, I mean, they, they've got Robert Woods were far better than him. So now he comes here and there isn't the Cooper Cup or even the Robert Woods. Uh, Brian Edwards certainly hasn't proven himself uh, to be a consistent NFL player. I think Hunter Renfro is a very, very fine player. We know what he's about. And then there's Darren Waller. So maybe there is a sense, at least in Deshaun Jackson's mind that, yeah, I'll be a decoy, but there is more opportunity for me to, you know, to, to get more targets here and do more than I did when you're trying to, you know, get targets away from Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Right. And, and I think that's part of why he wanted to come here for, you know, he, he said a lot of reasons that were, you know, very important. The weather in Las Vegas, always nice. Um, also, you know, the fact that they're a contender, uh, that they're not too far from home in LA. Um, all of those, all of those things, um, you know, made a lot of sense for sure uh, for, for this to happen, but also made sense from a Raiders perspective, because if you watch that game, we talked about the, the listless kind of energy, the, you know, the the lack of fire maybe on the team on Sunday, uh, lack of execution for sure uh, in the passing game, but also like it was very clear that you didn't have a guy stretching the field, that no. you didn't have a guy popping the top off the defense and stretching the safety. So they they need that guy, and and if Deshaun Jackson can come and fill that role, then that's very very good for this offense. But again, like that 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 is contingent on him being the same guy that was in that room on Wednesday. Final football question for you. Do you expect the Derek Carr of 23-16 loss of the Giants or the Derek Carr we saw before that? I mean, I think it's somewhere in between. Um, the Chiefs defense has not been good at all for the first, you know, six weeks of the season. 
they were on pace to be by far the worst defense in NFL history, but they've been a little bit better lately. Uh, now you can certainly chalk that up to competition. Like they played against Jordan Love last week. He wasn't going to uh, set any records or anything. So um, there could be factors in that, but um, I think you'll see, I think you'll see Derek Carr play a, a very good game uh, on Sunday uh, in prime time on you know national television and uh, step up and play better. But I don't know if he's going to be the guy that was, you know, on kind of an MVP pace that first five weeks of the season. All right. Well, we're going to see him Sunday night primetime. We'll see if Derek Carr can bounce back. If that offense didn't come back, uh, one of six in the red zone last week, it was not good at all uh, at the Giants. He turned the ball over three times and he can't do that Sunday night. Uh, I have a trivia question for you. And I was thinking about you this morning. Uh, my radio host and I were going over a, a, a TV show from way back when he, ha- he has no idea about any kind of pop culture or television. So he didn't know what this TV show was, but I'm going to ask you a question. And if you get this, you win the battle of the day. All right. Uh, you got to listen now because there's a theme song to this. And I want you to say what, what, what show it was. And then you have to give me at least two actors in the show. You ready? Oh, oh boy. Welcome back. Your dreams were your <laughs> ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place we laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around. But those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who have thought they lead you? Who have thought they lead you? Back where we need you. Yeah, we tease them a lot because we got them on the spot. Welcome back. So who is it? Okay, first, first of all, you kind of gave up on the singing at the end. I didn't like that. I did. I did give um, up on the singing. <laughs> just started reading the lyrics it was it was pretty good though you gotta admit that was pretty good i mean it wasn't the worst okay uh, did you want you wanted actors or characters no you have no characters are easy for you uh, you're gonna give me one actor that's completely the easiest one but you gotta give me at least two actors you should know who played the lead you should know who played the lead first of all what was the tv show well, welcome back Potter. yes so you're gonna know one of the actors automatically so it's 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 gotta be travolta right was yeah one john travolta he played Barbarino. Hey, Barbarino. Okay. Now you've now, got one more actor. I think I think if you think hard enough, you'll get it. Um, you're pretty good with this stuff, and I'm going to give you a little hint. The lead guy, you should be able to figure out who that was. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I'm picturing him. Yes. Because he's the teacher, right? Yes. Mr. Connor. Yes. So I'm picturing him because I think he did like some weird celebrity boxing or something. Yes, you're onto it. You're onto it. He's he's right now. He's 76 years old, going strong. He's from Brooklyn, New York. Five eleven, fighting out of the corner to spry 185 pounds. Is his name? Is it Gabe? Something. Yes. Come on, it's you can Gabe. get the last one. Uh, Gabe. Is it uh, Kapler? Yeah. No. Well. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna give you that one. It's Gabe Kaplan. Kaplan. Okay. Gabe Kaplan. Good for you. Uh, my co-host couldn't even get John Travolta. We gave him a million, a million clues as to who John Travolta was. He had no idea. Didn't even know the Pulp Fiction clue. I mean, he has no idea. Second and last question here. Is it Gabe, is it Gabe Kapler the manager of the Giants? Yes, Gabe Kapler is the manager of the Giants. This is Gabe Kaplan, who was, Kaplan. Who was Mr. Cotta on Welcome Back, Cotter, with John Travolta okay. and Horshack. And, and, you know, and, and all the all the different characters and Welcome Back, Cotter. The last thing I have to give you for um, way back when, I'm going to say you're going to get, you can't think about it very long. I'm going to say you're going to get four. Are you going to sing again? No, not I'm not sing. singing again. No, I'm not going to sing okay. again. You have to get four of these six. Oh, and, these, okay. and the characters, not the real. I mean, if you give me real names in real life, I mean, uh, forget about it. I know them all, but 
Um, give me four of the six names, characters of the Brady Bunch kids. Oh, when you said six, I thought we were going to go Saved by the Bell. I was so excited. No, I know you. You're, that's like your favorite show. I'm not going to give you that. I know that. I was going to get characters and actors in this. Okay. Uh, you said of the of the kids' names. Kids' names on the show. All right. There was it was Greg, Bobby, and Peter. I think were the boys. Nice, nice. That's Barry Williams. Uh, Mike Lookaland sure. and Peter Knight. Uh, I know Mike. Is it Michael Knight? He's in Vegas. That that Knight kid. I don't know if it's Peter or Michael, but his name. Okay. okay. I'm a I'm a big fan of Marsha, which I think is Maureen McCormick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Jan. Okay. Eve Plum. Okay. Marsha Jan. Uh, Cindy. Yes. I don't know her real name in real life. I would say yeah, Cindy. She, Cindy and Bobby kind of bugged me. They were on the bugging list. Uh. Marsha, forget about it. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I liked Peter. I liked Peter. I, I, he became a race car. No, that Mike Lookalin, that, that Bobby became a race car driver later in life. Well, was it, was it the oldest one? See, these are way, both these shows are before my time, but. Uh, oh, so by the way, it's Susan, it's, I think it's Susan Olsen who was, who was uh, yes. Susan Olsen. She was Cindy. Okay. My mom was a big, she's a big TV land fan, um, yeah. which I think is something different now. Uh, but she, she would watch, she only watches like old shows. She watches a lot of, uh, Brady Bunch, but also leave it to Beaver. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and Ward, like, uh, Ward and Beaver sure. and wasn't a huge kid. Wasn't a, wasn't a friend, Larry. That's three's company. Oh, I'm, I'm messing up my TV land shows. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, so yeah, I did. I did get to watch a lot of old television through my mom, but yeah, I, I'm uh I'm I'm not proud that I know the Brady Bunch characters, but I was I got it I think. Okay, you get one more before we get out of here because I know you're gonna do this. But wait, wasn't wasn't one of the actors like Barry Williams? Wasn't he hooking up with the mom? Real life with Florence Henderson. That was the rumors. Yeah. Yeah, that was the rumors. Yeah. 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 What are you gonna do? Uh, this this to me was a great show. I know you'll know it. I want to know how many actors, not actors, it'd be too hard. How many um, uh, cast members in terms of their their uh, their names in the show can you re- remember from The White Shadow? Really? Yeah. It's a, it's a basketball show. Now, that's my dad. My dad is White Shadow, uh, Welcome Back, Connor, and Paper Chase, which was a, a weird show. In uh, Rockford Files, that was his show. Oh, Jimmy Rockford. Uh, what was his name? Uh, I'm going to kill him. Uh, <laughs> I love The White Shadow. I love the White Shadow. Reese, Jack, Goldstein. Ken Howard was the coach. Um, Tim Van Patten was on it. Morris Thorpe was another person who played. Hayward, um, uh, all the players. I love that. Ken Howard, Ken Howard though, was the, uh, he was the head coach. He, I think he, he was a guy who apparently played for the Bulls and blew out his knee, and they, he went to Carver High to coach. He was coach Ken that Reeves. That sounds terrible. Uh, I also... I feel like it was just the 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 old version of Hang Time, which is more my era. Okay, it might be. So it was Hang Time about some kind of high school coach. It was high, it was high school basketball. It was, it was uh, our guy Reggie Theus was the coach. Oh, that's right, Hang Time. No, White Shadow was better. White Shadow was better. Far more better acting, uh, deeper scripts, um, real life problems. So Hang Time had real life problems. Yeah, Reggie Theus. I I can't see it. I can't see it. Ken, Ken was a real actor. 
Like he, he was, he was like a real actor. Like Reggie Thieves was just a guy, you know, player referee wanted to be on a TV show. It wasn't good. It's like, it's like on your, 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 your saved by the bell. Who was that extra football player who was on that show? First of all, you're, you're referring to saved by the bell, the college years. Yes. The college years. When they, when, when Golick was on. No, it wasn't uh, Golick. It wasn't Golick. Who, who else was it? Who, 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 who was the guy? And Saved by the Bell, the college years, the old was it Dick Butkus? He came on Hang Time at some point, too. Maybe I'm thinking of Hang Time then, because I saw Dick well, Butkus on one of these shows. I mean, there's he did, well, maybe what he was doing, like, uh, there's old football players doing Webster. That's where I remember him from. I think he did Webster. He was like a and, friend uh, of Webster. And Mr. Belvedere. Oh, can you imagine these? Uh <laughs> Uh, we got to get out of here, but one last question I have to ask you, um, sure. Kelly or Jesse? Come on, man! Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a question. You, you maybe you want the, maybe maybe you want the smarts. You want the intelligence? It's, it's Kelly. All right, all right. It's an I wasn't a Zach fan until the kid ended up on NYPD Blue, and then I liked him. Paul, Michael Paul Glazer, Paul Michael Glazer. He's good. He's a good, he's a good podcast too. All right. But we'll check that out. For now, that's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by TickBit. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can also check out Vegas Nation Game Day while we preview the Raiders and Chiefs. Find out all the coverage and more at VegasNation.com. For our producer, Larry Meir, and my co-host, Adam Hill, I'm Ed Graney. We'll talk to you next week with some more sitcom songs. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.